How is narcissistic personality disorder diagnosed? What does it actually look like, this whole process that people have to go through to be able to get diagnosed? You may be wondering if maybe you have or if your loved one has NPD and maybe you want to know more about the diagnosis process. So I want to be able to talk to you a little bit today about that, about what it looks like, and it's varied in a lot of different ways, so I'm not giving you one exact way that it has to happen, but just give you an overview, an idea of what's going on when we talk about getting diagnosed as a narcissist. So if you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, change, and development. The founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARCAP, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge that you can access at claritychallenge.net. The Clarity Challenge is meant to be able to help you walk through a systematic process of breaking the trauma bond, changing the story that's in your head that keeps you going back to this person or keeps the door open for more toxicity. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply in your life. So check it out, claritychallenge.net to start breaking free. When we talk about the aspect of getting diagnosed, we talk about a big part of the population of narcissism that doesn't want to get diagnosed. So when they have to go down this process, a huge piece of it is already like against it, is already opposed to the aspect of being diagnosed as a narcissist. For me, when my wife first brought up, maybe you're a narcissist, no. Couldn't, couldn't accept it, couldn't believe it, and had to make sure to tell her and everybody else that I wasn't a narcissist to convince them, as I was convincing myself, that that's not who I was. The process down the road that it took to get diagnosed was a long process. It was not a quick fix of just walking into a therapist's office, checking off a couple boxes, and they'll be like, oh, yep, you're diagnosed. I'm talking about a lot of therapy that goes into it. So we're going to cover some of the diagnostic criteria. I know we've covered that before, but I want to be able to touch on it really quick. Also some of the assessment process and some of the things that happen to be able to get to the place of having a diagnosis in narcissistic personality disorder. Okay, so diving in, if you don't know what narcissism is, understand it like the official definition, think of it this way, is a pervasive pattern of grandiosity and fantasy or behavior, a need for admiration, lack of empathy, often those beginning in early adulthood and present in a variety of contexts. So as we look at these really quick, I'll give you kind of a quick idea, okay? Has a grandiose sense of self-importance, is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love, believes that he or she is special and unique and only understood by those people that would be special as well. Requires excessive admiration, has a sense of entitlement, uh, automatic compliance kind of a thing, is un interpersonally exploitative, so manipulative, emotionally manipulative, lacks empathy, is often envious of others or believes others are envious of him or her, and shows arrogant, haughty behaviors or attitudes. So that, in like a nutshell, is the nine characteristics of narcissistic personality disorder defined by the DSM-5, which is what psychologists, therapists use to be able to diagnose people as NPD. 
If you want to know more about those individually, we have a couple of videos talking about the symptoms, the nine diagnostic criteria, all that kind of stuff. So check those out. Okay. Uh, but when we're talking about those symptoms and those criteria that are there, there has to be at least five of them to even be considered diagnosable. Okay. So not that we're diagnosing and not that I'm telling you to go out and self-diagnose. We're just saying when you start to see a lot of these, that is where if a therapist is working with this per person, that that's when they would go ahead and see about diagnosing when they've already exhibited multiple of, the, multiple of these over a long period of time. But they have to exhibit five or more of this criteria to receive a diagnosis. It's the same way with BPD, borderline personality disorder, same thing with antisocial, stuff like that. Okay. Now, some narcissists might exhibit like all of them, like all nine. Some might have bits and pieces of each. Some might have five and a half. Some might like they're all over the place. So you need to understand like narcissism is a spectrum to kind of start off with. Okay. When we talk about narcissistic personality disorder, think of it as being like a spectrum of early on of someone being a narcissist or narcissistic or having these narcissistic traits and tendencies and then how it becomes pathological. And then it is a diagnosed narcissism. Okay. And then as you continue forward in the spectrum, you run into antisocial. Okay. So like sociopath, like you run into this aspect of it, taking it to a whole nother level. And then after that, you run into psychopath. So easiest way to be able to describe it is all psychopaths are narcissists, not all narcissists are psychopaths because it's a sliding scale. Think of it that way. Okay. When we're talking about a narcissist, a lot of times you're going to have someone like, let's say for instance, you're going to have someone who's going to exhibit entitlement. A sense of their own superiority, tendency to exploit others for their personal gain. They may have difficulty like regulating their emotions. They may react strongly to criticism, perceived as threats, like you're attacking me, and all of this to be able to attack their self-esteem. So first off, just understanding like that's what narcissism is. That's what we're looking at. And you have to understand a narcissist is not running to therapy to be like, let me get help. Let me look at this. Okay, because a lot of times they don't view that anything is wrong with themselves. I did not want to go to therapy because I thought therapy was stupid. I thought the majority of stuff when we talk about psychology didn't even exist. I thought anxiety attacks were just something my wife was making up. Okay, not something that I was causing, not something that was real. And so I thought, didn't think anything of it. Like I would push the thought down. I would like explain it away that the therapists are stupid, like counseling is dumb, like for weak people, all that kind of stuff. All that was in my mind that I would put out there because I didn't want to get any type of help because I didn't want to admit that there was anything wrong. That would go against my mask. That would go against the version of myself that I was trying to put out to the world instead of the real shit that was underneath that I didn't want to actually be accountable to. Okay. So Gives you an idea. Narcissists are the ones that oftentimes we're not running to therapy. We don't want therapy. Don't think we need therapy. And so that's why there's a, a huge part of it that narcissists don't get therapy and they don't get diagnosed. Um, when we talk about the assessment process, okay, so diagnosing NPD requires a lot of time, okay, comprehensive assessments done by someone who's trained in this field, okay, so it's not just something that's like, boom, yep, that person's a narcissist. It's going to take time for them to be able to understand. Now, what I do when I talk to clients, when I work with you like one-on-one, -on -one, is trying to help you see the truth of the situation, and that is what does the person demonstrate? We're not labeling the person narcissist, we're just saying like, hey, this matches up. Like, this seems to be the same as a lot of other people that are narcissistic. And so we are able to say, hey, this is toxic, let's go ahead and make a plan for you to be able to heal from this, to be able to grow from this. 
Typically, when you're talking to a mental health professional, like the assessment's going to include oftentimes like a clinical like interview, like going through this whole process, sometimes psychological testing, review of medical history and background. Uh, so it's not just something that they're going to walk in, they're going to fill out a couple pages and be like, yep, you're a narcissist or no, you're not. There's normally a process. And you have to remember this process only works to the level that the person looking for healing is actually being honest. So like a narcissist can lie on a test. They can lie in a clinical interview. They can lie going through this whole thing because that's typically what they do. But you have to remember like all of this doesn't really matter. What matters is what you're seeing on a daily basis. Okay, what is being demonstrated? Uh, A lot of times like going through interview, um, mental health professional, they'll ask questions. Uh, they ask like the individual's thoughts, like what are they actually thinking, what are they feeling, uh, what are the behaviors that are going on, all to be able to assess if they have NPD. Now, if those things in, coming into the table are being lied on or not communicated truthfully, then it's kind of hard for the psychologist to like know where to go from there. Um, they're going to use different types of testing, different types of assessments to try to be able to figure out, hey, is this person actually this way? Are they showing up this way? Are they continuing to show this up this way? Or has this been something that's shown up consistently in their past uh, behavior, in their past relationships, in their past just growing up as well? Okay, like I've kind of like interspersed it through here, like there's some challenges with this. Uh, one of the biggest challenges is the aspect is people with MPD avoid seeking treatment. Like they don't actually want to go. I've had several people that have said stuff on YouTube videos, on, on different, different aspects of social media being like, why aren't you talking more to narcissists? And I had someone being like, why, why are you only talking to victims? Like, it sounds kind of weird, a narcissist talking to victims. And I had to be able to like tell them, I was like, well, part of the big reason is because I don't have narcissists lining up to talk to me. Like, I don't have narcissists like actually saying like, hey, tell us what to do. Very few and far between. And the majority of them that come and talk to me don't actually do the work. So then it's like, why am I wasting my time with people who do not want to change, who do not want to help? Now, do I express that? Do I say, hey, this is who I am. This is what's going on. Absolutely. But the majority of people don't want to wake up. Majority of people don't want to face the truth of the situation and actually reach out for help. Narcissists and a lot of times survivors don't want to deal with the pain. So as a result, they continue to run away from it. Okay. So when we're talking about this aspect of treatment, oftentimes narcissists run away from treatment. Like avoid it as pos- as much as possible, okay? And the second thing is oftentimes they'll lie about it. Like when they're going through the whole process, through the assessment, they'll lie about it. They'll show up as a different version of themselves to appear better than what they actually are. And a third one is this aspect that a lot of times you'll have potential misdiagnosis, okay? This happens many times where they won't get diagnosed with NPD. They'll get diagnosed with something else. Now, there's a couple couple different thoughts with it. Sometimes a narcissist will get diagnosed with something else because the person that's diagnosing them doesn't really know what they're talking about. They just don't. Like they don't see it. They don't get it. They don't see how it shows up in different ways. Uh, There's sometimes, and this is my own personal belief, is that sometimes I think a lot of people just throw away narcissism and they're like, no, you have bipolar or you have ADHD or you have this because it's easier to be able to treat. It's easier to be able to have a diagnostic for. It's easier to be able to prescribe something to make themselves feel better or to sedate like the stuff that's actually happening. But it doesn't always fix it, especially if it's a misdiagnosis of the actual problem, okay? A lot of times you'll see like different mistakes with that, like ADHD, bipolar, uh, autism, you know, the lack of empathy there at times, uh, borderline personality, bipolar, going back and forth, like not knowing which one. And a lot of times nurses are gonna resist, they're gonna run away from it, or they'll latch onto something. Okay, they'll latch on to, yes, that's it. I'm a sex addict. That's what it is. And then they'll go back and do their same abusive behavior. 
If you're at the place where you're like, I'm not sure if they are, if they are not, then I want you to reach out for help. If you want to talk to me one-on-one, you can go to rawmotivations.com. And I'd also encourage you to jump into the Clarity Challenge. It's a way to get super clear about who you are, the direction you're going on a day-to-day basis to be able to help rewire your mindset and break the trauma bond of being addicted to that toxic person. You can access that at claritychallenge.net.